Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Wednesday Night Live. This is Ron Crawford. I'm the pastor of the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas, and on behalf of our wonderful church and the Saints Network, we welcome you to what's become somewhat of a regular occurrence now. We're we're sheltered in place and um, sheltered in Terrio. <laughs> <laughs> sheltered in histeme. Uh, God is blessing. I, I'm grateful that all of our congregation is covered by the blood of Jesus, and we are, we are well, and we are enjoying the blessing of the Lord. And um, I know that our network family is also enjoying this wonderful covering of the blood of Jesus and um, uh, it's it's a very interesting time to be absolutely assured that God is with you while at the same time gleaning as God will reveal the various changes that are going on in his timetable and in the spirit realm it's like um, I feel I feel like a lot like a, a soldier who's been trained and equipped, and um, we've been dropped into a new theater of operation, and so we we have some idea of what our objective is, but God is causing us to during this Gilgal-like moment to become circumcised even further in the in the matters of our heart so that we'll be ready to go and I I pray that that um, all of you are taking full advantage of these these moments that God has given it's a time like none other and um, we are we are very much aware that our Father is in control, and um, we're trying our very best to maintain the principles and the foundational operational um, measures wherein we've been trained. And um, we are trying to set aside our hearts and our minds and our emotions and our physical frame and all of the tetheme assignments we've been given we're setting them before the Lord as we listen to Him and as we commune with Him. These are interesting times, but they're, they're eventful. And none of it has escaped the eternal scrutiny of our God. He, he knew all during this time, uh, those months of fasting, those months of preparation, getting ready for this year of wisdom, and, you know, it's just strange to me because, you know, from a network perspective, it's been, I haven't traveled anywhere since the 1st of December. That's, that's never, that's not happened in over a decade. I mean, it's so strange. You know, I got notification this morning that a British air flight that I had was canceled. They'd already adjusted it a couple of times. Now it's just flat canceled. And um, so God is God is really 
setting the stage for some incredible things. And um, I wanted to share with you uh, during this message, um, this, this message entitled, What's in Your Valley? It sounds like Samuel Jackson, What's in Your Wallet? Uh, or Pastor Larry from a few weeks ago, What's in Your Cup? Today, my cup has Earl Grey tea in it. I pause for a moment of refreshing. And I'm using one of the white styrofoam cups that probably has a shelf life past the millennium. Um, just in light of the fact that this is from the youth room. And so many of you in our congregation drink from these when you go in there uh, on Wednesdays. And so in honor of you, Earl Grey tea in the white cup with the flimsy little plastic lid. See, I, I think about you all. I've been praying for you today. Um, a wonderful time in the sanctuary praying. And this is just kind of a filibuster before we go headlong into the message. Um, the governor of Texas has uh, made some adjustments as he's opening the state up. This is phase one. And he made a, a statement about expanding the opportunities for religious worship or something to that effect. But expanding is there. But there's no there's no insight as to what expanding means. And so I've been praying about that. I'm trying to keep my ear open to what um, to what is going to be clarified by Big Tex Jenkins here sometime soon. Um, but we're going to be making some adjustments next week here. Uh, I feel like we need to keep our services the way they are until at least the shelter in place in the middle of May is is done. But I'm praying about how God wants us to not just open the place for prayer, but to be very strategic. While so many are working from home, I feel like God is wanting us to um, to implement some strategic prayer times while also maintaining the shelter-in-place orders and the social distancing and all that stuff. We pretty much social distance here when we pray anyway. It's not like the old days when uh, many years ago when we didn't know any better and everybody just did kind of a pylon of one another. But um, anyway, we'll probably as a church have some kind of a Zoom meeting just as a church and um, I'll try to explain once the Lord clarifies what it is we're going to do. And, but that's coming. So I just, um, I'm just very confident that God is equipping us. And I, I recognize in my spirit that this time is quickly diminishing. And um, I, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you've got a deadline. I do my I do some of my best work in deadlines. That's when I used to write a lot of my papers in school, and um, that's when I would study for exams. You know, if if it was if it was a class I really liked, a topic that I really thought was um, consequential, I would study along and I would I would you know I would be ready for a long time. If it was a class that I thought I just need to make an A in here and I need to get out. I would cram short-term memory, go in, ace the test, and be out. So, but but for me, I feel like God has is saying things are going to change here pretty soon now, and so you need to take the next step in the preparation time. We've had 
a lot of time to be before the Lord on our own. We've had a lot of time in the Gilgal. We've had a lot of time in the in the um, communing with God in the altar of our of our not only of our hearts but of our homes, and that's been good. God has protected us. He's taken care of us. He's provided. In fact, some of you are working twice as much. You know, I feel like I'm just saying. You know, the added things that need to be done. Uh, in reaching out and extending not only to our congregation but our network. I feel like I'm doing twice as much work now than I did before everybody was told not to work. (laughs) I want everybody to go back to work so I don't have to work as hard. I'm just playing. But we we need to take advantage over these next couple of weeks now and um, hear what the Spirit is wanting from us. But these past weeks have not been spinning wheels. These past weeks have not been... I don't know, just wasting time. Uh, I, it, these have been times where God has been doing some things in us. And maybe maybe he needed to break some habits in some of you. Um, I'm, not, of course, not speaking to me because I'm high and holy. But I'm just joking. You know, what do they say? You, you need 21 days to break a, somewhat of a pattern or a habit. We've had that. And you need to establish what things you just need to jettison that really weren't adding to your life and uh, establish some, some new pneumaticos patterns. And these, these are good days. These are good days. It doesn't mean that I'm thrilled with what the enemy's tried to do. Um, you know, we, we talk about what's in your valley, and the essence of it is that We've said for a long time that the promise, seal of fulfillment principle is well established in the book of Psalms and in Habakkuk. And whatever God says, there then has to be a walkthrough before you reach the mountain of, um, of provision and, and fulfillment. So you've got the mountain of, of uh, prophecy and promise and then you go through the valley that connects the mountains and you come up. There's, there's great blessing in the valley. There's great fruitfulness in the valley. There's also great opposition in the valley. You know, the Bible speaks about, um, the Bible speaks about David in the valley of the shadow of death. The Bible speaks about how, um, um, you know, David went into the valley and defeated Goliath. That giant was in there threatening. And um, you, you also recognize Ezekiel, who was in the valley of dry bones, uh, a great army. And, you know, I don't think we really recognize that. How the, how'd that army get in the valley? I, I believe that the, the fuller principle of it from the book of Ezekiel is that God had commissioned his people to go forth and gave them everything they needed. And somehow when they got in the valley, the whole army laid down and died and gave in and did not fully capture the provision of what God had commanded Israel to be. And really, that's what Ezekiel and Daniel were facing. You know, the the, the people were carried away into captivity. There was a small fragment of people left in Jerusalem um, and... um, and the reason was that they had everything. They had the temple. They had the blessing. They had, 
They had everything that God could possibly give them, but yet as an army, they went forward, and instead of taking the land, they laid down with the land, and they died. And so when Ezekiel was in captivity and he was caught up and taken by the Spirit into this valley, you saw this, this valley of dry bones. And I think that maybe that's one of the things God is wanting us to reflect on now during this valley that is separating the prophetic promise of this year of wisdom and not only this year but the entire transitory moment that God's been telling us about for the past two years. Transition, transition, you're in transition. Uh, the things that God is wanting to do in the world and the way he's wanting to position and put his saints into new places of calling and service and awakening new ones. You know, that army that Ezekiel saw was separated from its parts. It was, it, it, that's what the scripture says. And um, in some ways, we've been separated. We've been sheltered. We've been dis, disjoined in some ways from our normal gatherings. And, and I think there's a prophetic word for that. We need to lay claim that the great army of the Lord is, um, is going to come together and that the army of what God intended from the foundation of the world will rise up. And what, what else did he have to do? He prophesied breath. To, he prophesied the, the breath of the Spirit into that army. What is one of the characteristics of this corona, which means crown? That there's an attack against breathing. And, and I think the enemy is trying to say the breath of the Lord is not going to fill these ones. But we say different. We say the breath of the Lord is moving. Uh, God is releasing the promise of Pentecost that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and that army of unfulfilled, um, unfulfilled promise is going to rise up and not be separated, but in the place where they've been planted, they're going to thrive, and that connectivity is going to come, and there's going to be more than a two putting 10,000 to flight. I also know that, you know, this coronavirus, it does a peculiar thing, and you've heard this over and over again. It attacks the older ones, and it, thank God, it doesn't really have much of effect on the young ones. What, what has God been saying to us for the past couple of years? I'm going to raise up Elishas to work with the Elijahs. And we're, we're beginning to see the Elishas come. We're beginning to see them be stirred. And so this demonic thing launched out of the bowels of the prince of the power of the air and Leviathan has attacked the older ones as a sign that Maybe the young ones will arise, but there's not going to be the older voice. There's not going to be the mature ones. There's not going to be the Elijahs. And we rebuke that in Jesus' name. God is going to do what he said he's going to do. He's doing it now. And, you know, I, I also know that if you know, there's a type of the firstborn in the older ones. And, you know, what did, what did we talked about the blood of Jesus being upon us. As in a Passover way that this noisome pestilence and this plague would pass over. It's not supposed to be God's people who the firstborn are being killed. It's supposed to be the firstborn of the enemy and of the oppressors. And so we speak into the enemy camp 
that all of the ones that partnered with you, foul spirit, to bring this plague upon the earth, that those who partnered with you are going to stumble and fall. Those who partner with you are either going to turn and acknowledge the Most High God, or they themselves are going to be taken out by this thing. You're going to fall into the pit that you've dug for us, and I rebuke that measure. And another thing about the Passover, I, you know, the people not only were preserved, but on their way to the promise, they were, they were laden down with blessing. They were, the, the, the riches and the treasures were just being poured out upon them. And the people of Egypt were saying, take this, take these treasures. And I declare the treasures that, that are for the people of God for the saints, for the churches, for the prayer groups, for the individuals. I declare that measure of promise as well. Now, we have to be careful because one of the things about this corona thing is that it attacks pre-existing conditions, they say, primarily obesity, um, uh, the sugar, <laughs> diabetes, and... Um, and other types of things, compromised immune systems. Um, you know, and that's the other thing. They say that the older people, their, their, their immune system works overtime. We don't need to fight this scenario in the way we fought the others. That'll get us killed. We've got to adapt the strategy of the Lord and be what we're, we can't rely on what one former battles. We've got to rely on our, our, our immune system needs to be directed by the Spirit of God for fresh prophetic positioning and attack on behalf of the Lord. But, you know, we also need to let God purge out the iniquities. Um, one of the things that I've said recently is that these new tactics of the enemy, however he's bringing them, seem to be absolutely honing in and pinpointing um, areas that are in us that even if we have submitted them before the Lord, we need to do a deeper dive and ask the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not just the surface, not just what we've known, but where the very root of it is. And I don't want to be vulnerable. That's one of the blessings of the communion, uh, the Holy Communion, that bitter sop. It prepares us so that we're not vulnerable for what's coming, for how the enemy would try to attack. And we can release those uh, iniquities or those weaknesses, that, or those bitternesses that we have, with, uh, we have uh, cherished. And we need to, we need to get, let God get, get in us and get rid of these things and be sensitive to them. I'm telling you, I don't know what, I don't know what elixir the enemy's trying to use, but he's he's been finding things that I didn't even realize were issues. He's been he's been targeting things and effectively in my life where um I I'm just stunned at my my reaction when these things are touched. And I know if that's happening to me. It's got to be happening to some of you. So get it all out. Get it, get it free. You know, climb this mountain with your hands wide open. Wide, I tell you, how wide? Wide open. 
And so don't don't be holding on to nonsense, even though it may have been your best buddy for years. I tell you, I have no patience for that. I'm telling you, I I'm a pretty tolerant person in some ways, but I got to get it out of me and I'm not going to tolerate it. We just can't we can't have our ranks permeated by things that the Lord's wanting to purge out now. These are good days. So. And fear. Um, you know, Haley talked about fear in the Voices broadcast uh, this week. And, you know, even today, you know, I stopped by to fill water jugs early in the morning on my way into the church. Early in the morning. At least it gets me here by 7.15 to pray. But there were people in there that you would thought the atom bomb was dropping. And I thought, me and two old guys were the only ones in there, but... Those two guys sure were, they sure were antsy. And um, we, we don't need fear. We need the agape. Let the agape of the Lord cast out fear. So these are just some things. We need to cleanse the bitterness. We need to uh, welcome the agape. We need to be believe for the connectivity that God's bringing. We need a fresh wind of his spirit that will not be blocked or occluded. We need to fight the fight. In, in novel ways, in the ways that God would say, which is exactly what he did after Gilgal. Who would have heard about them marching around Jericho? And that, that's not a battle strategy. That's craziness. But, it's, but it, it was precious in the sight of the Lord. We need to believe for the, Elijah and the uh, Elijahs and the Elishas to come forth in mighty ways. We need to believe that the, the firstborn of the enemy camp is going to be visited by, 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 as Pastor Robert would say, with a strong hand, and that they would either turn or be put out of the way. That's just the way it is. And we need to believe that we're going to receive phenomenal blessings as we enter into this land of promise. So those things are things we need to be considering now and be wise. Now, we know that the enemy has thrown this out there for his own false prophetic measure, but we should also remember that every time there is a promise or a fresh move of God, the enemy's going to try to come in one way. The enemy's going to try to come in an unclean influence to try to block or occlude what the Spirit of the Lord is wanting to do. We studied that throughout the Word. Even, you know, we've, I don't need to reteach it, but an unclean spirit is an akathartos. It's something that tries to block what God created to really be moving. And um, that's why whenever Jesus came for the Mount of Transfiguration or when he landed on the shore of Gadara or when he preached his first message or on and on, you see by the Bible specifically say an unclean spirit was there. It's not a... It's not just a filthy or a dirty spirit. It's, it's a blocking influence. And so that's there. And the enemy is so, he's so petrified by what God has said is going to happen. And he, he somehow could sense the rumblings, I'm sure, of the turning of the page of the, of the Almighty God. And um, he tried to block this thing, but he's not, not going to do it. He's not going to do it. It's not going to happen. 
but we've got to be wise. You are the sons of God. You are the saints of the Most High. You are the cherished ones, the firstborn of God. You are the ones that have called to move in perfection in your tetheme. And we must do this. We must shake off the world. We must shake off the past. We must shake off this current, present darkness and believe that the light that God is burgeoning within us is going to bust through that stuff like fire through butter. And the hills are going to melt like wax as God moves. So start praying that way. Start declaring that way. What's in your valley? There's a lot of stuff down there, but every one of them is, is, is earmarked for victory in your life and for fruitfulness and for delight. Because God is with you in the valley. I will not fear, for thou art with me. Shaddai is teaching us. Adonai is positioning us. Elohim is communing with us. Yahweh is pro proclaiming his plans and his pathway. Rophe is providing and bringing health and life. And on it goes. On it goes. You are to be Christ-like, joint heirs with Christ, the anointed sons in this hour. Because guess what? You, my friend, are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ now. This is what the Scripture says. So how about we act like it? How about if we demonstrate some of these pneumatikos principles? Let's stop whining and belly aching about all whatever it is you that we've all had our moments and let's start being and doing god is good what a good god good god so um let's look at you've got a teaching sheet there i guess you wondered whether i was ever going to get to it and i appreciate scott maston so much he uh he works on this stuff for us and you know i send this to him and he he's the one on Wednesdays that's sending it out all over the place for you whether it's Spotify or Facebook or um, whether it's here on the website and so we we bless Scott um, for doing that so you should have this you should have this uh, to look at let's look at Psalm 84 verses 5 through 7. Now, some of you have taught on this. I footnote you right now. But I'm just going to go through it in a fre with fresh rhema eyes, and we're going to talk about some new things, okay? Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well, the rain also fills the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before Elohim. Now, here is a well-known passage that speaks about a valley. And um, this is the Valley of Baca. Um, you know, Waka, Waka. Baca means waka waka. <laughs> Remember that, Pastor Larry? Oh man, we were in Uganda and we we discovered that waka waka meant kingdom. <laughs> so every time we talk about the kingdom, they do Fonzie the bear waka waka. 
So, um, anyway, baka means weeping. And, you know, we're going to look at the next passage where it's the burden of the valley of vision. You know, you've got responsibilities in the valley. And, um, you know, some of you may have been weeping. You, you, may, you may have, uh, you've had some moments. And that weeping can be in rejoicing. Weeping can be tears that the Lord keeps. Weeping can be an expression of delight. It can be, it can be an expression of purging. I hope it's not a woe is me weeping. But the valley is for that. But what happens here? Um, you make it a well. And the eyes in the well are, are this same word. But it's a source of, of refreshing. And the rain also fills the pools. Rain here is used for early rain, but it's also for archer or a teacher. And it fills the pools. This is Baraka from Barak, which means that it is a blessing that's been commissioned upon you. So let's look at this. You're, you're in the valley. You're being purged right now. Well, what's going to happen? There's going to be a well that's akin to the eyes of God, the, the, living, the living waters. And the rain, the, the early rain, is going to come. So the, the well is a result of your faithfulness. The early rain is for planting. So you're going to be planting as an archer, sending forth sons. You're going to be teaching. And that's what that means. And then what's going to happen is it's going to fill other pools, which are the commissioning of the Barach. Do you see this? What's the verse before it? Our strength is in the Lord. It's his O's, which is that creative strength that it's 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 got many facets there's no predicting how it's going to demonstrate it's very innovative and our heart are in the ways of them and the ways of them is a thoroughfare through so as we're moving in the blessing of the lord his creativity and his innovation is being worked and we're going to make it all the way through well, you know, some of you have been going through hell. As Churchill said, keep on going. Don't stop. You go through the valley. You're not intended to die there. Don't search out a nice burial plot. Go through the valley with victory. And you are, you may be weeping, but it's, it endures for a night. Joy comes in the morning. You are making through that weeping a well on the ways of God uh, that's springing up. And it's the wells of salvation. This is your heritage. From that position of establishment, the early rain, the archer, which is identifying and sending forth the arrows, the sons, and the teacher, is going to be known so that those places that have been directed and indicated by God will have their own commissioned pool of water their own source of supply. So not only do we have our own water, but we're directing and teaching and welcoming through the reign of the Spirit those that God has identified and called so that they will be commissioned in Barak fashion and have their own pool. So this Psalm 84 verses 5 through 7 is a wonderful thing because in the very middle of it, you've got the valley. In the first, you've got the promise. We're going to make the way through. 
we are in the O's of the Lord. It's not, you know, we're functioning on behalf of Koach, of course, but this is God in his ways. The valley is clearly identified as the valley of weeping, but it, your objective is there. And then the fulfillment is we go forth from strength to strength. This is a double issuance of Ha'il, which is Chul. Every one of them in Zion appearing before Elohim. We, we are we're seeing the fulfillment of the ways of God. We're seeing the double issuances, which is an intimate application of this. Do you see this? Any double issuance is personal. It's intimate. It is integral. And we are in that place in the heavenly Zion where God is directing how he's going to bring this blessing and this fulfillment into the dry and twisted places. And who are we there with? Elohim. I was reading in a lexicon last night about this, and one writer was saying that um, the original application of this in the, in the, um, um, in the original um, writings was active. And some of the later transcribers changed it to a passive. And what I'm talking about is appearing before Elohim. So some people are passive about this. Oh, that's great. Let God be up there. You know, just tell me about it. Or I'll read about it six weeks later when it comes out in the evangel. Or, you know, I'll just wait and see. And then when everybody else is doing it, I'll get in. No, it's not passive. There's no lukewarmity in here. That's not a word I know, but it sounds good. Lukewarmity. Let's coin that one, shall we? Um, but we're going to be before Elohim because that's who we're with. So this is a threefold thing about valleys in Psalm 84. And, of course, I referenced Isaiah, and it is from glory to glory. You know, we're being changed from glory to glory in the New Testament, and we're going from strength to strength, from chul assignment in the ways of God to chul. I tell you, I'll, I shouldn't tell this. I, I will. Tell us, Luther. Um, tell us, Ramey. Each morning when I come in here and there's nobody else around, I've taken this being bare before Elohim to heart, and I've been, I've been spinning all over the sanctuary as an offering during this halal offering for me and for my house here to fulfill the ways of God. And I'm believing it for you as well. We're all in this. And um, I, I know that this Ha'il is a word that is translated as armies. And what the army of the Lord needs to do is to, is to embrace the principle of the ways of God. And so that we don't end up dry bones in the valley, that we're seeing the victory of the Lord. So... I encourage you, again, to be applying prophetic, um, prophetic praise during this season. Like we spoke about on Sunday, the halal. That's what God is going to triumph in Revelation 19 in heaven, the Alleluia passage. When the enemy, the halal, Lucifer, is, is 
totally bereft of the capacity to do that anymore in his corruptive way, and we will have fully possessed and applied the halal of God. So you need to do those kinds of things. But here in Psalm 84, you've got this threefold progression, and um, we are moving. The objective is for us to intimately combine ourselves with the tool of the Lord, to be an army that's moving in the ways of God. And we are appearing. Where are we appearing before Zion? Well, I'm not waiting for the red heifer and for us to march into Jerusalem because Hebrews tells us that we are not coming to an earthly mount. We are coming to our heavenly Zion. And we are before Elohim there. And all of those wonderful measures that are particularly uh, identified for us of what we do and how we move there in the patterns in the heavens. So this is for us. Isaiah 22, a tower keeper in the valley of vision. The burden of the valley of vision. What aileth thee now that thou art wholly gone up to the, to the housetops? And we're going to continue to see where this tower is in Habakkuk. But this is kind of funny. What aileth thee now? What's bugging you now? Why are you gone up to the housetops? You know, I know that this is probably a rebuke, but there is a burden in the Valley of Vision. And sometimes people don't, don't embrace it properly, and so they don't get the full value of, of what God's wanting to give you as victory in that valley. And I, I like it. The burden of the Valley of Vision, he establishes that it's going to be a burden in that valley. Oh, I just feel the burden of the Lord, but I don't want any burden. Don't burden me now. <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, the burden of the Lord has just gotten in me. But don't ask me to do too much. Don't give me too much work. Don't let, I don't want to be in that valley. I just like this burden within me because it sounds neat when I feel it come in and when I can tell everybody I have one. And Isaiah, I think he's got he's had it up to here. I'm up above my head. I'm moving my hand, Fran, just for you, way up above my head. I'd be looking over at you right now. I still got this white cup with the tea in it, so I'm going to have not quite hot chocolate, but I'm going to have a sip. Excuse me, please. And Isaiah says, you know, what's bugging you now? Why have you gone to the housetop? You need to be, uh, you need to really be applying what God, what God is wanting. And, um, you know, I, I think this is, this is something that, the Spirit of the Lord is really working on right now. How we are appropriating this moment. You know, I'm, I'm hitting it hard. I'm saying it again. Uh, we need to, we we need to be really applying ourselves proactively and confidently. Uh, and um, God, God is with us. God is with you. Um, I, I, um, I know that the Spirit of the Lord is with you right now, and He's speaking to you in powerful ways. So, anyway, let's get back to the Scripture. Habakkuk 2, verses 1 through 3. I will stand. What aileth thee now? Nothing. I will stand upon my watch. And set me upon the tower, 
and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but it, at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. What vision has God given us? He's given us a lot of them, and he's with us now. We should be on our tower watching and waiting upon the Lord and tarrying in a godly sense and knowing that we're learning as much as we can about this vision now. We're writing it. We're trying to make it plain because there's coming a time very, very soon. Remember, we're preparing a way for the early rain, for the archer of the arrows of the Lord, which are his sons, for the teachers. We are preparing ourselves for those that will run as they read this. So the time is in God's hand. And let's just enjoy it. This is one of the most delightful moments that God has ever given. It's so unusual that we should be looking for the unusual hidden things that God has laid up for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Our eye has not seen, our ear has not heard, heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any of us. The glorious things that God has reserved for those who love him those that are called according to his purpose. All things are working together for good to us. So let's act like it and let's apply these principles. The last valley that I'm picking on here is prepare the way of the Lord. Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 8. And of course, John the Baptist quoted this. Jesus quoted this of him, and um, we are the friends of the bridegroom who are also to prepare the way of the Lord. The righteous nation, the holy nation, is to come, and we need to be looking for that. This valley is giving us creativity. It's giving us um, wonderful positioning of the supply of the Lord. It's taking us from strength to strength. It is giving us the, a fulfillment of his, of his burden. It is giving us insights. It is giving us tremendous commune with the Almighty God. And here this valley is preparing the way for the Lord. We're crying in the, vo- the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. Are you crying in the wilderness? Well, prepare the way of the Lord. You're the voice of one. Prepare the way of the plan of God. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be what? Exalted, lifted up. And every mountain shall be made low. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute, but let's read it through. The crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of Yahweh has spoken it. The valley be exalted, and the mountain and hill 
be made low. Huh. What's that mean? Well, we talked about the mountain, the high place. It's a promise and its fulfillment in the valley connects them. In this way, I think that God's saying, you're in the valley and what I'm going to do, the lessons I'm teaching you there, as you are now preparing the way for this mighty influx, for the going forth, for the parets and the parats of those that are coming back, those that are being established, those that are being trained and brought up in the ways of God around the world. What God said to you in that mountain is going to be known and experienced and enjoyed and applied by those who meet you in that valley. And you're going to see the fulfillment together. So the, the valley is going to be exalted. The mountains and hills are going to be made low. And what that means is the promise of God, the vision of God, the things that you've labored for in that valley, instead of laying down and dying there, we need to believe that that valley we're in is all the things we've said tonight or whenever you're listening to this, but it's being exalted so that those that are with us in that valley will enjoy the touch point of what God said initially and know him there and that they will also see the fulfillment. We will see it together. And so it becomes a plane. And from that plat plateau, that Canaan land, we don't just camp out there. We look for the next. It's from glory to glory, strength to strength. Only this time, our numbers have swelled with young ones, with mighty mature ones that God has called, who have, who have been in that exalting of the valley, who have been under that teaching in the early rain and, and are ready to be sent forth as, as uh, the arrows of our God. We'll see it together, and the next measure of breakthrough is going to be uh, exemplified. It's going to be magnified, multiplied. We're going to be stupefied at all the things that God is doing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God is so good to us. He's so good to us. You know, there's also, there are other valleys in Scripture. There's the Valley of Hinnom. And I was studying and reading again last night about Ahaz who had the opportunity to turn and he had encounters with Isaiah and he had the opportunity to turn and be what God wanted him to be. But he, he relished in the burning of, his, of children in, 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 in the Valley of Hinnom. And God finally had enough of it and took him out and then our buddy Hezekiah was put in place. Um, I don't know what all the enemy tried to do to hinder and stop where we are right now. I don't know what wicked things in the Council of the Seven were put forward, and I don't know what kind of sacrifices were offered, what gruesome and heinous types of things the enemy has put forward that are a stench in the nose of God. I don't know what it was, but I know that that valley 
We're not going to be as those that pursued uh, Misha the sheep master when he offered his son up on the walls. We're not going to be discombobulated and confused and discomfited and go back and stop. We're going to break through and we're going to see the victory of the Lord. Hinnom is not going to affect us in a negative way. It's not going to pollute or cause us to be dissuaded and stopped. We, we're believing that what the enemy intended for evil, God is turning for good. And um, every weapon formed against us is not, profits, uh, is not prospering, but God is beating those swords and weapons into plowshares, and we're going to know those evil works are going to be fertilized. Those calco spirit is going to be fertilized for the planting of the Lord. So, what's in your valley? What's what's in what's in your walk? You need to stir yourself. Some of you are already stirred. We need to be stirred further, further stirred. I know that God is with us. I know that he's with you right now. I know that his spirit is moving within you and around you and upon you. Listen, drink deeply of this moment. Now, the enemy's come against some of you in some ways that were unlawful. I know some of you have battled, a few of you have the enemy has tried to come against you physically. I rebuke that in Jesus' name, and I release. That's another thing that we need to proclaim. God's prophesied a lot of things about phenomenal healings and miracles that are coming. Um, this sickness, this current sickness, is opening the door it's, 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 it is a footstool. It, it, this sickness, remember we studied about how on the footstool the enemy's name is written. This footstool, on the footstool of the Lord, on that footstool right here, is um, healing. That sickness is not going to be able to stand against. There are going to be amazing healings and amazing visitations of the spirit of restoration and, and mir the miraculous in the bodies of people, both through the Therapuo and through the Aomai. And, of course, Rofe is for restoration. I'm, I'm believing for that. I think all these things we mentioned uh, on, uh, regarding the valley, you need to be writing them on the footstool where you're meeting with God. What were they? I can't remember them all. Well, that's the beauty of this. You can listen to this over and over again. On Spotify, you can even listen to it twice as fast. You can get through it quickly. I think you need to do something with these. I speak health and life into every one of you now. You know, the enemy tried to come against me the past couple of days <clears throat> trying to revisit things that God has healed me of and delivered me from. And Man, I wasn't having any of that. I I took authority over it, and and you you need to don't let the enemy come in and convince you that these things are not true. And to what victories you've gained, are that they were a phantasm. They're real. 
And his greatest weapon is to cause you to not believe. Wherefore didst thou doubt? What aileth thee? You need to be well and whole. And so I speak all of these things over you in Jesus' name. And I proclaim the goodness of our God. I proclaim that in this valley, we're, we're, listen folks, we're almost through the valley. It's time for us to begin to, to commence to call in that valley to be exalted. And uh, calling those, those wells of the ways of God to spring forth a well. And that valley is going to be a fruitful valley. It's going to be exalted and it's going to meet. Forget about the sloppy wet kiss. It's going to rise up and it's going to meet promise and fulfillment. And it's going to be a plateau of great blessing wherein we can welcome these many ones who are coming. You know, God is stirring. Um, I'm going to invite some of you. We've been on a prayer vigil here in, in our Dallas in Dallas, and we've been praying for our people here. And um, but in about a week and a half, we're going to transition. And we've been praying for the pastors of the network too. But we're going to transition into the international pastors. And I think I'm going to send something out to the network with a list of all of these ones. And every day, we're going to ask you to join in praying for them. But this coming Sunday. It's going to be my privilege, and I'm really thankful for this, to be able to preach for Pastor Celo Beretta in, in Cabo Fria, Brazil. And I ask you to pray. I ask you to pray for that church and for, for them on that night. He asked for this. I didn't go looking for it. He asked for it. He, Boy, you're asking for it, buddy. Well, you're going to get it. There's more, than, more, more where that came from. <laughs> Why I ought to be praying, and we're believing God, and, and and so this coming Sunday night, I'm I'm asking God to develop some ways that we can have um, kind of a school of the saints for them, and of course you know we can offer it, but until they're ready, you can offer all you want, but I'm feeling that stirring, and I'm waiting for the timing. We need to pray for Luciano and for um, uh, all the others. But be praying this weekend for this. It'll be in the evening. We're still waiting on how they want to connect, and it'll be around 6 o'clock Dallas time. But um, that's, that's going to be a great thing. But God wants to move in Brazil. He is moving in Brazil. And South America belongs to the Lord. West Virginia and Ohio belongs to the Lord. We're, and Pennsylvania, too. We're not giving up on what's supposed to happen in, um, um, in June. Um, Europe belongs to the Lord. All of these places are in God's timetable. But our point is, wherever we are, we need to take full advantage of these times and rejoice in God. Rejoice in God. Now, as we close, I want to remind you, that this weekend is first Saturday. The directive should be coming out. If it's not already out, it'll be there soon. And we're in the, the fifth month is a continuation of the, the month of a fast of feasting. We're getting rid of bitterness. We've got to get rid of these pre-existing iniquities. 
and we we can't be vulnerable in them you know we can't be obese we've got to be fit we can't uh, we can't be eating on the junk food of the world and be spiritual diabetics we need to be fit and strong so let's pray together let this weekend uh, i think reverend al could sing let's let's pray together and you know we need to pray so um don't miss out on that opportunity but for now make every minute make every day active at the altar you position before the lord and welcome the most high god and cherish this valley and and breakthrough is coming don't miss don't miss what god has afforded this moment for you to enjoy in him okay and i speak one other thing some of you need a resolution you need favor some of you need further i've already prayed for your healing but i release that into you now some of you need a favor you need a breakthrough an answer in a certain way well first of all let god give you his peace and let him remind you that your home is in heaven and you're you're engaged in high level kingdom business right now remember what we talked about with the kairos teaching the enemy recognizes that in this kairos moment there is an oligos factor god is causing his mighty ones to rise to the top not in pride not in pretentiousness but in a facilitating of what god wants who here i am send me who will go send me and the enemy's recognizing that that's where you are and i speak the promise of god over you if you seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness he will add all of these other things to you he knows what you need your father is well aware of what you need so trust him trust him i feel like we've been all over the world and back in this message must be in this tea i don't know seriously it's this it's the presence of the lord god is with you these are great days drink deeply from the wells of salvation enjoy him and let him let him do through you what he put you on this earth to do be faithful to pray in the spirit pray pray in the spirit don't let your mouth be silent don't just think diversities of tongues speak it out because you are building up your most holy faith your spirit is praying you're partnering with god in this valley in this present darkness concerning the light of his mysteries that are going to be revealed that's what you're doing so pray don't let your voice be silent and um, i pray god will bless you make sure you're looking for the facebook postings i thank again my daughter kelly and monica for working to get that up onto the site uh, i think i haven't looked yet but i think eminem monica mcnatt is sharing a brief word today and george durham from the great land of arizona is speaking on friday god willing i don't think the creek's gonna rise there but god and the haboob don't rise i'm believing that's gonna come so um and 
pray this weekend. Lots of stuff going on. It's a good thing you got extra time on your hands, huh? Well, Father, I bless these people. I bless these saints. And I thank you for them. I thank you for them, Father. I surrender them into your precious hands. Use them. Take them up into the deep places of your heart and let them know you. Let, let them allow you to know them. And uh, use us. Here we are. We love you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll speak again sometime real soon. God bless. Bye.